Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Welcome to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast that reviews every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic starring Clint Eastwood and a maverick called Andy Robinson. I'm your host, John, and I'm joined as ever with Tim. Howdy. Trent. Good evening. And Glenn. Hello. What do you think about this minute, Glenn? Um, I thought it, it started with uh, Clint Eastwood walking around stoically looking confused and it ended with Clint Eastwood stoically walking around looking confused. <laughs> but in between there, there was some just fascinating stuff. Some brackish, some brackish water, um, some fans. What the hell are those fans? Like, Exhaust fans. Yeah, yeah. Brackish I like the water. rotating, you know, upward shot where it like turns around and he's walking. That's a cool shot. Cool. And it looked like to me, like... I knew there was some reflection or lens flare, but it looked like the lens was a bit dirty as well. When he goes, when you see him directly walking over the tra- the metal trellis, well, yeah, it looked like see, grimy. Well, you can see there's some water vapor yeah. from the brackish, filthy water. Not happy, and Bruce. So that probably get, that's probably got on the lens. But yeah, it's all part of the grit. You know, San Francisco. I always called Dirty Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were just going to call it Harry, and then the lens got filthy. And yeah. So there's some sterling stuff there, Trent. Very fascinating. Oh, I loved the cinematography. The, it, it, towards the end of the minute, there's a beautiful panoramic shot um, from the rooftop that Scorpio, the, the villain of the piece, is shot from. Harry's ascended the, to the rooftop to see you know, if there's any bullet shells or anything like that remaining. And yeah, we get a sweeping a view of San Francisco along with uh, Lalo Schifrin's strings kicking up a notch yeah, when yeah. we see that, which is beautiful. And I think you hear a trumpet or something, and when I sort of see the expanse of the bay, the mm. water, I think a, like a foghorn or something. At the same time, the trumpet mm. goes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's a sound break, and you can see there there's a lot of work clearly being done on the San, like around the San Francisco Bay. So I wonder if that was a time in San Francisco's history where they were doing a lot of development and building. Because when you see that shot, mm. there is just. It looks like there's so much work being done yeah. next to the bay. So Cranes and things. Yeah. Whereas now, it's kind of... Man, doing anything in San Francisco is so expensive. Very impressive. Very beautiful scene, isn't it, Tim? Do love it. Well... Which is ironic because the movie actually doesn't show much of the beauty of San Francisco. Uh, Pauline Kael, the, the reviewer who gave a lot of negative feedback about this movie, who was a native San Franciscan herself... It's because, you know, it's the glorious city by the bay, but we don't see any of the stereotypical things, the cable cars. Um, yeah, well, oh, we see the background yeah. in the thing a little bit, but you don't see the bridge or yeah. well, one tiny scene at the end of the movie or the Hyatt, the, the elevators in the Hyatt. But um, so to see this one nice glorious shot of San Francisco, I mean, it's very much a character, San Francisco, but the yeah, seedier yeah. aspects like around North Beach and the strip clubs. and Which works. And, which works. It works for the movie, like... The movie's meant to be gritty and kind of mean. Mm. It's not meant to be beautiful. And and so I think the, that reviewer sounds like she just doesn't get it, man. Well, but this is the exception that proves the rule. You see how beautiful 
San Francisco is in the abstract, you know? Yeah, yeah, but definitely. I'd, yeah, and I'd, I'd even say, depends on your view, but you've, you've gone to a lot of those locations and they look cool on film, so... Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain appeal to them. Yeah. Looks definitely. gorgeous. You guys should get yourself to San Francisco. Yeah, I've been there. Hey, Trent, I left awesome. my heart there. <laughs> Isn't that a song? I left my heart in San Francisco? It yes. Was. <laughs> I thought it was great. I liked Austin better, though. Ooh. Austin was just so much fun, man. I love that town. But I think that's more if you're a music person, you're into music, it's like... Isn't your mate Linklater from Austin? He might be. I don't know if Linklater's my mate. I think he's with <laughs> I, he can be a bit of a wanker Depends sometimes. Depends on the film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I love um, Scanner Darkly. That's Linklater, isn't it? It is. Yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. love Scanner Darkly. But, but that has Keanu Reeves, isn't it? Yeah, Keanu Reeves can... Keanu. I, kind of, I kind of like Keanu Reeves. He was animated, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was good. I kind of Keanu like Reeves. Keanu Reeves. And I, I get that he's not the best actor, but... I still haven't seen Constantine, so I, I can't comment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not... It's, 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 it's not. It's, it actually has some great cinematography, Constantine. Like, it's got some really beautiful shots. But yeah, he's not a great actor. His best line ever is still in Bill and Ted's when he goes, Here is some money. Take Napoleon to a movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That, I mean, that's his definitive role. I mean, his whole, like, whoa thing that he does in that movie. I think, I think you're right, though. He's sort of become a bit more appreciated <laughs> in his older age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think he clearly works hard. But, yeah, I mean, he's just not a very good actor, like he, especially in period movies and stuff like that. Like, and I think he's just kind of accepted that to an yeah, extent. His he's best just, stuff's like action. Yeah, exactly. So, and he's, yeah. he's great at that. Yeah. And I like how he, he's leading the cause for real film, I think, isn't he? That's one of his passion projects. Well, Bad no. insisting on using 35. No, no, because he, so he directed that. It's the film. opposite, is it? Yeah, well so, well, so he did that. He was part of that documentary about digital cinema. Oh. Um, I can't remember what it was called now. I've watched it many times. But no, so he's, he directed his, his directorial debut was shot, um, Man of Tai Chi. That was shot on the Alexa um, with anamorphic lenses. So he, and he actually talked about it. He was sort of like, he kind of likes digital, but it lets him do things as a as a first-time director where he okay. can kind of experiment and try stuff and it's not the best movie ever but you know it's no, good. So you're, Dirty you're Harry is for watching it. <laughs> yeah well because I, I, was, I was interested in the look of it I wanted yeah, to see right. what digital anamorphic photography yeah, looks okay. like because I love animal, like old school anamorphic yeah. photography but yeah I just think that Keanu Reeves just works his ass off clearly physically like I mean to me that's kind of one of those things where it's like dude's in his 50s you see all the training that he did Oh, I think you just turned 50, you know, do, you see all the training you did for John Wick, like hardcore stuff. And to me, that's kind of great. It's like the more that every year goes by, they're just like, if you want to be healthy, you have to freaking exercise. And I say, do fun stuff. Challenge yourself, man. If, if a 50 year old man who's, cause remember Matrix. Clint's he like, 88. Pardon? Clint is 88. Exactly. So, <laughs> but he, so Keanu Reeves hurt himself pretty badly just before the Matrix. Like you can see in the first Matrix. How does this Relate to Clint. Tangent. Sorry. But, just, <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is, is that um, he's like a hardworking him. dude and I like that he just doesn't talk that much. You notice how he doesn't really talk about politics or anything like that. He's just like, I'm, I do movies and then I shut the hell up. A man and his morphies. He, yeah. he, also, he also plays table tennis in New York. Does he? <laughs> I walked past the table tennis center and they had a photo of him. Oh, <laughs> it's like really? a guest, guest of honor. That's awesome, man. <laughs> cool. So, so the, back to the movie. Um, 
Gorgeous shot of San Francisco. Gorgeous shot of San Francisco. Mm. But before that, I have to say, okay, so we discussed brackish, filthy water. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell? I'll interrupt you there. As well as brackish water, there are also these metal brackets on the side of, (laughs) on the right hand side of the scene. That's true. Yes, there you go. So he climbs up (laughs) and he's walking on top of those things and we see like a mist. You know, we see like a fan turn on above the brackish water. What the hell? Is that like. Is that old school air conditioning or what the hell are those big round things on the top of the building? I think it's, yeah, air conditioning. Really? Because like that is filthy. Yeah, that's um, how you get Legionnaires. And yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that explains so much. It's the filth and the scum, San Francisco. Yeah. All those dirty deeds. And I like that they knew that they were going to be shooting a movie on top of their building <laughs> and that they were knew that they were probably going to be having a shot of their, <laughs> of their air conditioning machines. It's like, no, nah, it's fine. But clearly, but, yeah. clearly they wanted, uh, like, I don't know, maybe it was the filmmakers. They just wanted to look at, make it look as dirty as possible. Like, that water looks absolutely filthy. Yeah. I know. It's just brown, actually, that's bubbling. Just, that's a good point. Maybe they filterized it even more. They actually yeah. added extra yeah. filth. It's like the water you get, obviously not brown, but under the tray in your fridge at the bottom. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah good point. And, and you could make, if you own that building, you could make it work to your advantage and say, if you, I'll allow you to film, but you guys fix this up after yeah. you're done. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Unless that shot was the last one taken on the whole film and like all the crews with that, with all the portaloos and things like that, they <laughs> emptied the septic tanks yeah. into that oh. at the end of the film. Which means that, because don't forget that the, the, the fan turns on and mm. you can see the water vapor oh. and then it goes up at Clint Eastwood. So, could you just imagine <laughs> the filth that he's breathing in? That's probably why he has that look on his face yeah. the whole time. Because he <laughs> has like... The filth water particles permanently embedded in his in his nose. Is he wearing sunglasses? <laughs> yes, <laughs> to like protect his eyes. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly it. So that's probably why he sounds that way. Why he doesn't open his mouth that much because he's like, I was on a movie one day and opened my mouth too much. <laughs> he'll, he'll have a brown suit. By yeah, the yeah, end yeah. Always yeah. <laughs> some filthy water. <laughs> so the other thing that, uh, other yep. than the dirtiness. Of that building is um, the credits. I, the one that I remember, it says uh, John Vernon as inverted commas. The mayor. Call it, the mayor, yeah. But I always confuse, I think, the mayor with the police chief. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I always, like, I, I, I don't know who John Vernon is. I think is. this movie, we'll talk about it in later minutes, could, could have compiled the two characters, maybe. <laughs> well, no, because El Bresler, the later on, you know, the, the character played by Harry Gardino, comes down a little bit hard on Harry, whereas the Chief's a bit more aloof. On his you know? side? Yeah. Mm. A bit more on his side? Yeah. Not like how Holbrook will be in the next uh, movie, Magnum Force, where he really, you know, becomes a stereotypical, you know, Chief that's, or Lieutenant that's busting his ass, yeah. But yeah, the Mayor, John Vernon, probably known best to you, Glenn, from bloody Animal House everyone talks about, yeah? Oh, I haven't seen Animal Is House. Is he the, the, the Dean? He's the Dean. <laughs> the dean yeah. I haven't seen Animal House in a long time, man. I was... I when I saw that movie when I was like oh my god that would have been over 10 years ago now I would yeah it's Animal House of course I'm gonna be high and of course in that movie she's all well he's also with Julie Haggerty right who's in yeah in um, Airplane 2 which they both star in that's how I know him best and of course from Outlaw Josie Wales it was a sadistic prison warden or governor in oh, Chained Heat one of those Linda Blair things from the early 80s those exploitation oh. nudie things um Ooh. But yeah, he's in that, 
and I, I seem to remember him asking favors of the prisoners for early release and things like that. And his office. The casting call sheets look something like that. It's like, <laughs> We're looking for a sadistic prison warden. And it's like you look like a creepy guy, and it's like want to come test? It's like. How do you do that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm always wondering about all the different niches of actors. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, how delicate are they about that? Where it's like when you call them up and it's like, got a part for a real freaking ugly guy. And it's like, and we you- think you're perfect. <laughs> like, or are you kind of like, you, or do they do it the nice way? And it's like, we, you have such a unique look and we're looking for some uniqueness, gritty. You know, they always use kind of like nice words <laughs> rather than just being direct and brutal about it. So... But it just seems like people in the industry, because you're doing it all the time, you just the people would just get bored of that and just be like, oh God, just tell the truth. And it's like, we need an ugly woman. You're ugly. We got to, You want some money? It's like- You want the hard truth? Or- yeah. So- You there, you have a very rustic face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> rustic. I remember I had a head chef like that and that was his whole thing where he's like, if you ever make food and it looks a bit shit- just call it rusty. <laughs> and people- By the way, everyone, I'd, I'd like to apologise for the bad American approximations. We use our accents. We are Melbourne natives from Australia. No, I we- think we're doing fine. I think if, you know, because the only people that would bother with that is Americans. And it's kind of just like, guys, guys, <laughs> like we're sorry at the same time. But my God, Americans have murdered many, many accents throughout the years. True. You know, considering that they used to you know just put makeup on people to play people from you know what was it like Yul Brenner played a freaking Arab dude in a movie so I think has Keanu ever done an accent yes <laughs> yes oh, Dracula tried yeah <laughs> Dracula bro it's like don't eat my blood bro oh <laughs> remember that that scene at the end of Point Break right yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Gary Sweet's there, a dinky oh, Peter Phelps. Yeah, Peter Phelps, yeah, yeah. a dinky die Australian. Yeah. But the guy that actually says it's over that way, mate. It's yeah, like yeah. an American import. Why do you just get Phelpsy? You know exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> Phelpsy was shooting Baywatch at the time. That's oh. why he was in LA. Very good. And it's meant to be Bell's Beach here in yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, I always love it when you watch that movie and then you actually go to. And it's like I've been to Bell's Beach. That is not freaking <laughs> Bell's Beach. That doesn't look a thing like Bell's Beach, guys. Like. Yeah, not cool. Not cool at all. Well, I for one am sorry for my accents. But, um, yeah, anything else with this minute, guys? Well, I just had one more note, which was the air. So, filthy water, filthy water vapor. And then it was just like, and then I just had a note just saying, Harry likes to vape. (laughs) (laughs) Very trendy. I'm sure vaping started in North Cal. I'm sure it did as well. And And I think that if there's anyone that needs to chill the hell out, it's clearly Dirty Harry. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe the man needs a good vape every now and again right? <laughs> on the job. Yeah. But no. This I, is a fantastic minute with beautiful shots of San Francisco. Yeah, it's great. And in the, I, just a note here, an aside day in the audio commentary, Richard Schickle said, it was like Harry's keeping a lone vigil over the streets of San Francisco without any support. He's up there on the roof just looking down like a archetypal Western gunslinger, just keeping... Keeping a lookout on the Alamo that is San Francisco. So, yeah. A bit of poetry there for you, Tim. <laughs> the, director, the director sounds like he's clearly not versed in city planning. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that sounds great, but if it was literally like, all right, there's one cop. And like, yeah, could you number. imagine that if criminals actually like there is one cop, guys? <laughs> <laughs> he's on a building over there. It's like, oh my God, you could get up to so much mischief. Well, that's all the time we have. Glenn, your last minute. 
Will you join us for one more episode, please? I will. I will indeed, of course. I have to finish. I've got more notes. Thank you very much. We'll be back for minute five on Dirty Dirty Harry Harry Minutes. Minutes.